And welcome into our community section where we're joined by Alan Adler, our Midwest Bureau Chief, who is out in Scottsdale, Arizona, waking up at the crack of dark uh, to be here with us as well. Alan, thanks so much for joining us. And we're going to talk a little bit about Nikola and, and kind of the changing fuel properties they're moving towards uh, coming up here in this edition of Truck Tech. Yeah, the whole show today, or the, excuse me, not the show, that's Wednesday. The whole newsletter today is really given over to Nicola. We spent a couple hours in the plant in Coolidge, Arizona on Monday. Um, spent some time as we had on the show with uh, Michael Oshler, but also a real good look on the line at what's happening. When I say on the line, that's the real deal. Um, a year ago, oh, April a year ago, they brought us out uh, to Nicola and had kind of a staged event where the first dozen trucks with their uh, – Customers uh, were kind of paraded in front of politicians and everybody else, and it was a it was a four show event. But it also said that hey, wait a minute, they actually built something out here. Now they've done more than build something; they actually have an honest to goodness manufacturing plant. I've been in a few of these, so I can tell you that it's real. Um, this is like an L shaped assembly line. It's got 15 stations where the trucks are assembled. Um, you're going to have what are called spur lines or lines off the line that will be uh, assembling batteries beginning in April. And then uh, you're going to be assembling uh, fuel cell uh, stacks for the fuel cell trucks uh, later on. So um, there's real work going on there. Now it's slow. Um, they could do four or five trucks a day, but right now there's not, uh, you know, to hear Nicola tell us there's not enough infrastructure and that's a true enough statement, but they also, um, you know, have got uh, more trucks than they can can sell because they cannot make money selling them right now. They're, they cost too much to make. So they're aggressively trying to bring out costs, take down costs. And we get into that in the newsletter a little bit today, um, as well as just, you know, some color around all of the activities. And there's a lot going on. They, they're trying to, uh, you know, spin a lot of plates at one time. It's great to see them continuing on. Uh, Alan, one, one point of concern, obviously, is the fact that not too long ago they said that they didn't have a whole ton of cash left and uh, that they were looking for uh, perhaps uh, a, another avenue or at least another, uh, another investor uh, as well to come in on the project. Um, when you look at them, uh, what are they doing and, and can they stay ahead of, as far as some of these other companies that have not necessarily fallen by the wayside, but have certainly hit financial difficulty uh, and with the time that they have left, with the money that they have left, can they continue to keep this going and continue to keep the ball rolling with this technology that they're continuing to develop? Well, that's sort of the the, the $100,000 question, uh, or maybe it's a million-dollar question. Um, they're stocked at a 52-week low this week. Um, you know, and, and again, stock price is only one metric. It's not everything. But uh, Nikola has said it needs to have 12 months of cash to run the business. Um, arguably, they have that technically, although the auditors don't necessarily agree that some of the equity arrangements that they've set up to get you know, more cash in will necessarily uh, prove to be fruitful. When your stock price gets that low, you're having to use a lot more shares to basically get money. And uh, that's the position that, that Nikola is in. It really does uh, seem to need a partner to come in at, at some point. That partner, you know, if I was going to speculate, I'll go ahead and do it. I think could be uh, BP. Um, BP, uh, British Petroleum, has invested in a number of areas. Uh, you've got a lot of former uh, VP, BP people working at Nikola right now, including their head of energy. So um, I would not be too, too surprised in coming months to see some kind of bigger deal 
that would, um, you know, shore up Nikola. There, there's too much happening, it seems, to just kind of let it go. I mean, there, there's just partnership upon partnership out there. Um, Nikola, you know, Michael Oshar said, we're an integrator. What we do really well is software and controls, but everything else we integrate and we need people, we need partners to do that. We don't have the money, we don't have the resources. So he's very candid about that. Um, but they do have, I believe, an, an active and pretty impressive operation um, uh, underway there in the Sonoran Desert. And looking forward, you know, we saw the purchase of a large nationwide truck stop and travel center earlier by energy companies. Uh, do you think this is a situation where we're seeing energy companies waiting on the sidelines, seeing what matures may need a little help, and then as part of their transition plan away from, uh, you know, internal combustion engines, just buy the company. It'll work out. I'll provide the fueling and the charging, you know, bada bing. If I'm if I'm BP Thomas, I can do that with my lunch money, right? I mean, I can buy it. I mean, if you if you you know if you, if you're really being honest, but I mean, the company doesn't have. I think I saw that it's um uh, that, that that it's uh, its book value fell under a billion dollars. I mean, we used to talk about Trevor Milton, the founder, being a deca billionaire. So things have changed a little bit. Um, so so I you know from a from an acquisition standpoint, sure, Nikola could be purchased. Um, the other th- thing to watch, I think, is its partner in Europe, which is Aveco. They, you know, kind of run on their own now. They, they, you know, are no longer controlled by CNH Industrial. So, uh, you know, I asked uh, uh, Michael Loescheller about, you know, what more could be done with Aveco. I mean, there's a, a Europe play for Nikola that we don't talk a lot about, Um but it's, it is underway there. So I, I feel like, you know, what I've been writing about on the financial side with this company is they need to get from here, which is a pretty dark place, to there, which is a, a much brighter place. And I think there's a lot of external things they cannot control. Um, but it feels to me, I mean, they just announced yesterday um, after I was there that, that they're ahead of schedule and moving the battery um, operations. They purchased Romeo uh, Power last year, which was their principal battery supplier for about $144 million in stock. And nobody came out particularly well in that. There are some, there are some, uh, you know, tales there that we've written about in terms of customers of, of Romeo getting stiffed because Nicholas said, nope, we're keeping the batteries. You can't have them. And, uh, and I think, I think the, uh, the issues there will ultimately work themselves out. But, um, but I feel like, it would not take much for someone to come in to do a big play here, um, you know, just to shore up this operation. It does seem to be, especially on the fuel cell side, which is um, was the most impressive stuff I got to see because, you know, the legacy manufacturers are, are well along with battery electric trucks. They're making as many as they can sell and as many as they can support with sort of behind the fence infrastructure. They, they like everybody else, has to wait for a public infrastructure to come. But, but it feels to me like, uh, you know, Nikola on the fuel cell side actually could have, uh, you know, call it a bit of a leadership position if, if, in fact, they get fuel cell trucks out the door in the second half of this year and start putting them on the road um, at 500 miles, you know, between Phillips. That's a, a significant play. Um, they're going to have competition uh, right at the very bottom of the newsletter today. We talk about um, the Hyundai Exeunt, which is a fuel cell truck that, you know, has had, uh, you know, I don't know, 30 million miles or something like that of experience um, in Switzerland and uh, comes out of South Korea, uh, you know, the, the company called First Element, which uh, mostly built hydrogen stations for 
uh, the handful of passenger cars in California that run on fuel cells um, is testing, you know, mobile refueling for Exient trucks. This is something else as they work on building out their hydrogen business. You know, Nikola also has developed a mobile refueler. Again, it's going to be a while. They say 60 fueling stations by 2026. Um, they have four identified in California right now, but you're going to need to take this hydrogen to where the trucks are. So so they're working that too. And, and it's just an awful lot to keep track of at one time. Yeah, you can definitely see how all this can, can certainly bog down the mind as well. Alan, obviously your uh, truck tech comes out on Wednesdays as far as the show is concerned. And tell us a little bit about what you've got in the newsletter as well as uh, obviously you've been very busy this week in that sector. Yeah, we've. I think we've talked about pretty much everything you mentioned to me that we were pretty much uh, pretty much done. Today's newsletter again is Nicola, uh, pretty much through and through. Um, the opportunity to spend some time there. I'm taking a week off, so no truck deck next week either for TV or for a newsletter. We'll be back. Um, we're watching now uh, some of the things that are going on with Proterra, the battery company. Uh, they had a horrible day yesterday. Their stock cost about fifty four percent of its value because they underperformed earnings. Our next guest for Truck Tech, and I hope he continues, is is uh, is the CEO of Proterra on the 29th. Excuse me, yeah, the 29th. So hopefully he'll he'll stick around and stick with us. Good stuff there, Alan. And uh, good, good that you get a chance to take a break there as well. Thanks so much for joining us. Okay, thanks, guys. Hey, Thomas, I love the outfit. <laughs> Gotta have the green, if you know what I mean. It is St. Patrick's <laughs> Day, and in case anyone forgot to wear green, I decided to do it for you. I am various forms of green and olive so we're doing it that way definitely uh, 